Hello everyone and happy new year. It is 2020 and that sounds so weirdly futuristic but exciting at the same time and I'm happy that you're here tuning in this new year. Today's topic is something that's very relevant and something that's been on my mind for a little while especially given new year's resolution season. I know you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has one, and maybe you've had one for the last six months, but you're waiting to the fresh new year to start on yours. But maybe there are a few of you that are sitting here just as lost at the beginning of 2020 as you were at the beginning of 2019, and you're thinking, well, everybody around me has these resolutions, but I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what I'm passionate about, and I'm, I'm just lost within myself. And if that's you, welcome. This is a safe place for you and we are going to brainstorm today. I have put together a roadmap of some advice that I've been given over the years and some things that I've kind of stumbled into in my own growth journey and finding what I'm passionate about and I wanted to share them with you today. So keep listening and we'll dive right in. Welcome to Own Your Voice, the personal and professional development podcast for today's creative artists. Grab a chair and join us. We saved you a seat at the table. Now, here's your host, Gabrielle Stahlschmidt. So first, before we start on any steps that I have for you, I wanted to tackle this mindset of fulfillment that we have nowadays. And it's something that really bothers me because you constantly see on social media, um, do this or take these five steps and you'll be fulfilled or take these steps and you'll find your ultimate passion and everything in the rest of your life is going to make sense. As if, you know, finding one passion for the rest of your life is your ultimate goal. And I take so many issues with that for so many reasons. I mean, one, life is about seasons. And, you know, we go in and out of valleys and and mountaintop moments. And to say that the person that you start off as in life is the same person that you end up as at the end of your journey just isn't accurate. I mean, we're shaped by so many different experiences and things that happen to us in our life and we mature and we grow and we kind of grow into ourselves over life. So this idea of finding one thing that shapes and determines the fulfillment of the rest of your life just isn't realistic. So if that's kind of the expectation that you've had in finding your ultimate passion, take a breath And let the weight fall off your shoulders because I am here to tell you that there's so much more to life than that. And that's really exciting. So the very first thing that I wanted to say about finding your passion is also this idea of, okay, so we're going about our day-to-day life and everything's very mundane, but all of a sudden one day we discover this eureka moment and then we're passionate in our lives. And that's just, it's just not how it works. So in order to have a passionate life, in order to find things that you are passionate about, you have to start off by bringing passion and enthusiasm to everything that you do. This is literally rewiring the way that you think about things and the way that you go about things in your daily life. I mean, it's really easy because we are creatures of habit. So when we start doing the same routine, the same things day in and day out, they're going to become mindless. And that's normal. Everybody has that in their life. But we're really challenging this idea of enthusiasm. Um, And this is really what it means to dig into your life. It doesn't mean just necessarily buckling down and trying harder so much as it is giving everything that you do your all. 
So even in the smallest things that you do in your day-to-day life, approaching them with a renewed sense of enthusiasm and passion in 2020 is really going to ignite a new sense of creativity and enjoyment in your life. And if you really want ultimate fulfillment, that is the number one step that I would say is look at everything that you are doing in your life with a fresh perspective and attack it with enthusiasm. So the next thing that I would say is don't put your passion in a box. Don't make the mistake of thinking, okay, well, what I'm passionate about has to be my career or it has to be something that I am doing 24-7. There are so many passions out there that are meant to be enjoyed as hobbies. I mean, you can enjoy certain things that you're doing without making it the number one central focus of your life. And this is a huge relief for a lot of people because they think, okay, well now how can I monetize this? Or what's the next step into making sure that this fulfills and and touches every area of my life? And you don't have to do that. Many times our career is a gift to our passion because it provides the funding and the fuel to be able to enjoy the things that we're passionate about. So take the pressure off of yourself there as well and just enjoy the things that you're passionate about. But in order to find out what some of those things might be if you're kind of struggling to find your passion points. One thing that helped me was even to think about the things that excited me as a child. And I knew that I loved to help people. I knew that I loved to write and to get up in front of a group of people and perform. And that's just grown in so many different ways and led me into the career that I am in now, which is the performing arts world. Since I'm a music teacher and I public speak and I get to write you know, on social media and do all these other things that I love, it's come full circle for me. But some of those initial passions were present in me as long as I have a memory. So that might be a helpful tip for you is to, whenever you're making lists of things that you like, even look back to your childhood interests. It could be writing, or it could be becoming a doctor, it could be science, it could be technology, anything like that that sparked your creativity. Dig a little bit deeper into that. And along with this idea of lists, I know so many places out there recommend that you make a list of things that you like, that you don't like, things that you're good at, things that you're not so great at. But I also want to challenge you in that list making to write down the things that scare you. So this is really important because when you start to take a look at the things that you're fearful of, it's not so much that we're afraid, you know, because we never want to do those things. Maybe it's because we don't know enough about those things and they present opportunities for us to learn and for us to continue to grow. Um, For example, for me, Public speaking wasn't something that I had this, you know, burning desire since I was five years old that, hey, I want to get up in front of a group of people and just, you know, spill my guts. No, it it wasn't like that. It was something that I grew into over time and I had to challenge myself to continually do that, um, which is, you know, ultimately what everyday teaching looks like, especially, you know, in the public and private school system in the traditional school system you are teaching in front of a group of students and you have to be coherent and inspirational and all these other things and so that helped me tackle my fear of getting up in front of people and also instilled in me the belief that what I had to say was important so make a list of the things that make you fearful and then stack them against the things that you know you're good at and the things that you want to learn about 
And this really falls right in line into the next point, which would be to try new things. And it sounds really cliche, really simple, but it's really important, especially in finding your passion, that you do remain open-minded and that you try new things and that you get out there and you step outside of your comfort zone. So maybe even in that list of things that make you fearful, tackle just one of those things and put yourself in a new situation that forces you to face that fear and to overcome it little by little. And it doesn't have to be this huge momentous, okay, I'm going to tackle it one time. It could be little itty bitty steps along the way. Um, For me, you know, the public speaking fear, it took years. It took years to really actually say, hey, I'm comfortable now. And it wasn't something that I just forced myself into a large crowd situation up front. But I took little steps along the way to make myself uncomfortable. And now at this point in my life, I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's actually something that's enjoyable for me. So actually schedule little things over the next year, over the next 12 months that you can do to tackle at least one of your fears on that list. The next thing that I would say is... Be really mindful and careful of chasing a feeling of passion. So even when you find something that really excites you that says, hey, maybe this is what I'm meant to do with my life or this is really what I enjoy doing with my time, it's not always going to instill a a feeling of passion in you. You won't always feel passionate 100% of the time. It's not life. There are many ups and downs. And so learning the character of perseverance and coming to the realization that even in your passion points, things are going to be difficult at times is a very empowering concept. So once you learn how to have patience and perseverance in your craft and the things that you're passionate about, then you will find your ultimate sense of fulfillment. Because if you can stick with something, even when it gets extremely tough, you'll have more enjoyment in that. And it's going to reinforce that passion. And it, it is easier to accept some of the difficulties in those passion points because it's already something that resonates very deeply with you. But it also produces kind of this character of patience and perseverance, which leads to that ultimate fulfillment. Another tip that I have would be to really pay attention to where you spend your time and your resources. This could even be as detailed as keeping track of your receipts, um, kind of making a list of where you go and what you spend your money on and seeing what patterns are there. And I'm not talking about, you know, hey, I spend every single Saturday at Starbucks and I get a caramel latte. That's, you know, a great habit and I have that myself, but that's not going to lead you to your passion. I mean... Do you find yourself spending a lot of money on music or going to concerts, going to the theater, or maybe you enjoy going to seminars of some sort, or you enjoy spending time, you know, putting together mechanical things, you know, you find yourself really calmed by working with your hands, things like that, where you generally tend to spend the bulk of your time is something that is a very unique passion to you. And you can often find what you value most in your life by really understanding your own habits. And then from there, kind of making a list of all those strengths in those areas and different directions that you could see taking those specific skills, whether that be for a career or a hobby. And the last thing is very obvious, but it still needs to be said, is just start 
doing it. So over this next year in 2020, make this the year of doing. Make this the year where you don't just write down the list, but you actually make actionable steps in order to pursue those things. So take a class, start a blog, put out your first video on YouTube, start volunteering in your community and become more outward focused. So I found that in a lot of my own journey of self-discovery, whenever I felt lost in myself, I tend to kind of micro-focus on myself until I can figure it out. And I've received some really great advice over the years that take a step back from yourself and it reveals more of yourself to yourself. So become outward-focused, start doing for others, uh, leaning into serving others and then you know who you are becomes more readily apparent to yourself when you're not so literally micro focused that you can't even see the whole picture you might discover new things about yourself through doing for others than you would have ever discovered by just sitting alone in a corner by yourself focused inwardly on figuring it out on your own and honestly this is another step in that fulfillment chain that we kind of have been talking about is in using our gifts and our talents and the things that we're passionate about to enrich the lives of those around us, we find even a greater fulfillment and a sense of enthusiasm and renewed passion in the things that we're doing because then it becomes um, less about us and more about the impact that we're having. So this year, I want to also challenge you when you're finding your passion to use it to the good of others as well. And I think ultimately you'll find true peace and contentment in that. I hope you found some of these tips helpful and my ultimate hope for you is that 2020 is a year of self-discovery and understanding and that you find the things that you are passionate about because ultimately I hope that you are fulfilled in every aspect of your life. So continue to stay tuned. There are a lot of exciting things coming to the podcast. There are a lot of really amazing guest speakers that we have in the lineup and I know that they're going to encourage you just as much as they encourage me. It's going to be an incredible year and I cannot wait to crush it with you. Until then, I will see you next time. To learn more about the Own Your Voice podcast or to join the growing community, visit gabriellestudioofmusic.com and the Own Your Voice podcast on Instagram. As always, remain committed to owning the power of your unique voice, because what you have to say, both musically and personally, is much too important not to be heard.